Hi, this is Alan, and this is Alan's Corner. This week, we're talking about death of some salesmen. Now, this episode uh, is very near and dear to me because not only did, did Gil and I write it, but Gil directed it. And really what, what, what puts this episode over is the fact that Tim Curry is brilliant in it. Ah, but how did we get Tim? And to answer that question, I dragged along an old friend into the room. Gil, how did we get Tim Curry? Gil Adler, everybody. Stop with the Indian wrist burns. Well, yeah, I'll tell I'll, the story. I'll tell, tell the story. Gil. So we so we wrote this thing, you know, and we had we ne we've never done a Tales from the Crypt with one actor playing more than one character. And we decided, oh, that's a good hook. Let's do what let's do like Kind hearts and cornets. Let's see if we can get somebody to play. Uh, that, that, was the movie, that was the movie that, that was in our head. That, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And so we looked at each other after we wrote it and we went, well, you know, who'd be great. It'd be Tim Curry. How do we get to Tim Curry? We don't know Tim Curry. So we called his manager and the manager said, uh, when is this for? And we told her and they said, um, oh, you know, Tim every year goes to Rio de Janeiro uh, for Carnivale. And the, the dates you're talking about are right around that. So he's not going to do it. You, you should move on. He's not, you're not going to get him. And we, we called back and we said, listen, can we just have a conversation with him? Could, can you set up? I'll we'll go have lunch with him and see if we can just have a conversation about it. Maybe there's a different way we can do it. Maybe there's a different time frame we can. Let me just talk to him. And so they reluctantly set this meeting for, for us to have lunch. And we met in uh, Chaya Brasserie in Santa Monica. And we sat down and before anything, Tim said, first of all, you know, I go to Carnivale every year. I'm not doing this show. OK, so we can talk about it, but and really cool, but I'm not doing it. And I said, no, your, your manager told me that I just wanted to talk to you. First of all, I wanted to meet you. But second of all, I just wanted to tell you how we planned on doing it. And 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 maybe you'll have some something to add to it and maybe that we're not you know, figuring because coming from a, from an actor, it's a whole different perspective. And I then proceeded to tell him about kind hearts and coronets and about our relationship as writing partners and, and producing partners and how we really felt so strongly about this. And it was a different kind of a show for us, which we got from Bob Zemeckis because Bob would always say to us, I'm only going to do another episode if it's different than anything I've done before, which would send you and I into a, a spin, you know, a spinning wheel and just going, Oh my God, what are we going to do? Hey guys, how are we going to do this? Yeah. And so we had this conversation. We ordered food. And while we're eating, I'm talking more about, you know, how I see it and how I, how he, he would be playing three characters. He would play Ma and he would play Pa and he would play the, the, the daughter Winona. Uh, and, and he's listening to me and he finishes lunch. And um, I think I said, so when do you leave for Rio? And, and what's that like? Why do you go there every year? And he looked at me and he said, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this to you. I'm not going this year because I'm going to do this show. And I said, no, 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 Tim, th th I, I didn't want I didn't. I mean, I, that wasn't my intention, which it was uh, to, to have this lunch with you. I really just wanted to meet you. But, you know, I can't do that to you. And he said, no, no, no. Yes to it. I, I I gotta do this. Didn't you offer to drive him to the to the airport to, for, you know, so he could catch his flight to, to, yeah. to Rio? Yeah, we did. We did. Because there were no Ubers then. Had I known, I could have been. I could have been a Mister yeah. Uber. 
<laughs> no, I don't take me to the airport. Take me to the set. I'm doing your damn show. Right. And 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 the next day, his manager called me up and she said, "What did you do to my client?" I said, "Nothing. I just had lunch. We just talked." He said, "She said, I don't know what you did. He's never canceled going to Rio before, and he just called me after having lunch and he said." I got to do the show. I just got to do the show. Real be next year. I got to do the show. And that's it how was, we got him. And, and it, it was, was the a most, once in a lifetime performance. Yeah. And it was, and it was the most delightful experience for both of us. I think as writer, producer, directors on this, he couldn't have been nicer to deal with and work with go together. And, and he did it. And we became very good friends. And years later, after the stroke, um, you know, the, the Tony awards has a, a show in, in LA usually at the, uh, the theater up on the top of uh, Mulholland and uh, 405, the Skirball mm -hmm. Center. And yeah. they have a dinner and they were honoring Tim. And I hadn't, see, I hadn't seen him for a number of years. I spoke to him, I think once after the stroke and it was really hard to hear him. And it was really, really difficult. Tim suffered a major stroke in 2012. And th this person come from the, uh, from the Tony Awards said that they were going to do a dinner and they were honoring Tim Curry and that um, Tim had asked if I would sit next to him. Um, and, you know, Jeannie and I went and we sat with Tim and again, his voice wasn't very powerful. So it was really hard to talk to him. But we were, you know, we stayed in touch for a while and, and I think about him often. I really do think about him often. Um, my wife, Michelle, Michelle is, is uh, works for the Ed Asner uh, Family Center, um, doing therapy for them. And every year they do a Christmas reading of, uh, of um, the Dickens play that they do every year. Um, and uh, Tim Curry was part of it this, this past year. And did, was he able to project? Uh, some of the actors covered for him, for his part. But he was in a chair, right? Yeah, yeah, he was in the chair. Yeah, he was in the chair. And he, he, he was able to hit probably 60% of his lines. Ed Begley Jr. covered for him a, a little bit. And uh, so did uh, Jason Sudeikis. It's a, Zoom, it's a Zoom thing they do for charity every year. Yeah. How, how, how nice that Ed and, and Tim were working together again. Yeah. yeah. Totally. totally. There was quite a bit of a drama trying to get those makeups together because of, you know, classic Tales from the Crypt uh, fashion. You, you, you might as well tell it again because it didn't make the cut. <laughs> well, you know, I thought I had mentioned it, but I now you, I don't you remember did. it. Can we just run that tape? I don't know. You should tell the story again live because there was a moment where I think Gil wanted to kill you. <laughs> Go ahead, Todd. Which one of us? <laughs> it kind of leaves the house open. Well, are you talking about that uh, the vacuum cleaner man that I got pulled over with? No, I, we, we, were, we were you were talking about something else just before that. Uh, well, yeah, I was talking about the, the development of the three characters, which... Uh, Randall, we had tons of time to develop those together uh, with Tim. Yeah. But I think, like uh, the morning of, everything it all <laughs> finally just came together. I don't think there was ever a test. I, I did find a Polaroid. Oh, I don't remember that being a test. Yeah, I, I, I seem to remember we threw them together because um, the the mother character uh, I recall being like the last one on the schedule, so we pushed it, you know, down the line in terms of building the prosthetics. Yeah. And, um, you know, to do three extensive prosthetics with accoutrements, plus a bunch of dead people, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for what, four days or whatever we had back then was, was uh, even for our quick you know, team was really high order. So I went to Lee Webb 
And I said, Lee, we're, we're going to push mom down the schedule a little bit because we got to focus on the ones that are going to be shooting. It's just, we don't have any time. I just <clears> want to <throat> confirm there's not going to be a rain cover day or you're going to move the schedule. <laughs> oh, no, uh, you're never going to. And I'm like, are you sure? And he, he, he confirmed it. And of course. That sounds like a best laid plan there. It was, it was the stupidest thing to ask. I mean, why even ask, right? Um, but of course, that's the plan I went with. And then a Friday late afternoon, and I get a phone call. Well, it looks like we're going to be going to ring cover. <laughs> Whatever it was. And we, we switched the makeup around. And um, all of a sudden, we're needing mom. And uh, so we, we just had to like hammer it out. And those are the days where we were cooking the foam rubber and we needed like four hours to bake it. And come Monday morning at like five in the morning, four in the morning, whatever, my phone rings and it's Patricia yelling at me, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Cause I had slept through my alarm and uh, cause I had just worked all weekend and I literally like, I don't even know what the excuse, I think Gil was like, that was like the third time he wanted to fire me. Um, and I had to go <laughs> to the office, get the molds out of the oven, drive to Santa Monica uh, with the pieces still in the molds. And I was like taking the molds apart in the, in the parking lot, pulling out the foam prosthetics <laughs> that thankfully were good. And fortunately Tim was so good about it i i kept him waiting for probably about an hour and we fortunately were uh we, we hit it off really fast and the makeup came together really well and the, you know the character just like uh came together like we had just added water and poof um we had mom um and you know tim was so much a, a part of the success of those makeups i mean they're just pieces of rubber and he brought those characters to life Oh, so no, no. off each other it was just just yeah. amazing so he was a joy he was a real joy to work with and that was I'm, i thank you for not firing me gil i probably should have been fired but i needed <laughs> a half hour of sleep it was just insanity i don't think i've ever done that type of craziness before and i'm certainly glad i actually that. thought that the first two shots that that day were you <laughs> Well, I was in the him. show. I, I'm actually in the show. I, I do a cameo. Do you, are you kidding? What do you mean? Uh, I, no, that was Yvonne DiCarlo. I'm sorry. That wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, she and I uh, never were at the same parties together. You're correct. Um, no, I'm actually... It's true, I, but Yvonne DiCarlo was in that episode. You know that? Yes. Yeah. She yeah. was. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. No, it was I, the last, I think it was the last thing she's ever, she ever did. Yeah. Oh, really? I remember well, I think I told I think I told you the story. Uh, we were shooting what we were up at the old Paramount Ranch, or we were out Lake Piru somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And because I had dealt with Yvonne, uh, just talking to her about what she should bring, and you know, and she was coming from Ojai and how to get to because we were our base camp was in uh, Santa Monica, I think, at that point. And she brought all of her stuff, blah blah blah. And I kind of pieced it together for her for the character. And it was raining. I remember it was drizzling rain out there, muddy. And I was walking by her trailer and she opened the door and said, oh, honey, come in and talk to me. Nobody knows who I am. Just come in and talk to me. I And so I sat with her for about an hour and she was reliving all of her days at Paramount. And now that since I am at Paramount, I wish now I could sit down and talk to Yvonne. But she was just going, she really wanted to just talk about the old days and how Everybody thinks I'm Lily Munster, but I had a whole career before that, you know, and just a sweet, 
sweet lady, but yeah, she passed away not long after that. Yeah. Oh, she sent me an autographed photograph, but it was taken in about 1955. <laughs> I have the same photograph. I think I have the same photograph. <laughs> yep. It was the quintessential Tales from the Crypt creative experience from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. And uh, hey, on that, we'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs>